This is the Courier Talking Football. I'm Eric Nicholson, and with me this week are Jim. Sp- oh no, no, Jim Spence has been Jim Spence has been bumped this week. We've got we've, we're doing something different. Sean Hamilton's still with us, and this week we are joined by arguably the most famous Dundee United double act since Neri and Hegarty. We've got Sean <laughs> Dillon and Alistair. We're calling you Alistair. Do you like Alistair or, or do you want Ali for for a for a for a proper podcast like this? <laughs> and Ali Heather, he's a, a, a courier columnist, no less these days, and. Obviously, United United super fan, all these things, and the pair of you were. Are you still doing the the DUTV stuff? Is that still on the go, or is that is that? Is uh, we that... Uh, we pa- we've paused it for the foreseeable for COVID. It was just it was just too hard to keep it going. Oh, yeah. And if yeah, there's like, if there's a chance, run out, run out, chance, of, ma- run out of material. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just honestly, I couldn't hear another of Sean's anecdotes. Well, exactly. Well, we've all Gosh. been there. Listen, I, I think I could speak for Sean Hamilton with the saves. We only used to get to speak to Sean. When uh, when United had got beat, he was one of those. He's like, there's been loads of in my career. Dave Mackay was the St Johnston one. You know, it's always always the running joke. These guys, they come with the the captains, the 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 good talkers. They step up when it's been three 0 and you've been scudded. So yeah, he just that never say no. That's the problem. Exactly. That's it. That's <laughs> it. So he's never say you'll never say no to a podcast either, will you, Sean? Sir? There you Thank go, you man. very much. Thank you very much for joining the both both of us. I said, well, we'll better start with United since seeing as we've we've got the two of you here. And I think, Ali, start with you. It's kind of, there have been bigger stories, certainly in this part of the world, you know, in terms of like St. Johnson, even even Dundee. And United's wee dodgy run of forms kind of, it's kind of gone under the radar a wee bit. It's crept up on us a bit. I mean, what's the, where's the, where's, what's the sort of, Consensus among well, you never get consensus among any fans, <laughs> let alone United fans. But where, where are you? Where are you at just now with with the team? You've you've dropped out the top six, haven't you? Is is there, is there a slight concern? Are you, do you feel you're kind of probably where you should be with the squad you've got? It's one of the ones where we feel we got really, really lucky with this extended COVID winter break. Like uh-huh. we were in a bit of a nick. I think uh, Tam Courts and the club in general got. Hasn't it, it's no generated much ill will this run of bad results like five losses on the bounce because it's so there's so much good reason for it like where the injuries to top players suspensions to top players and all the COVID problems the the, the teams were putting out you wouldn't really expect to be competing they're not it's not top six for 11s we've been putting out so I think that there's been a bit of forgiveness, especially with the performance that the young lads have been putting in against your likes of Rangers. Like, there's so much to see in that performance that you go, no, we'll, we'll be all right. Once we get the, the top names back, we'll be all right. Um, and also all the chat around signing Tony Watt, I think, has alleviated any oh, of it. Oh, it's lifted the mood, yeah, absolutely. Mm. I mean, did I mean, did, even, when you were, even when you were on that really good run, did you kind of feel... Did you have your feet on the ground with it? Did you think you because you United seemed the team that was was getting very good at edging those tight games, and then it's kind of just gone the other way around, hasn't it? No, I was fairly sure we we're going to win the league, so it's come <laughs> as a bit of a blow, to be honest. <laughs> um, no, like it's like you, you can only win so many games one nothing, you know. And uh, we had that wee run of games where we kept on playing against ten men and not being able to close out the three points. And it, yeah, you did you did start to see that. Um, find we had we arrived in the league that first quarter with a brand new way of playing, a, a, a incredible energy and incredible bravery about us, but we weren't scoring goals. And then McNulty goes out, and you know we really start to struggle to find the back of the net. And you Biamu's been there. Biamu's the big disappointment, isn't it? Because obviously he was he was supposed to be the man, wasn't he? Who was going to be who was who was going to kind of take United to the next level, wasn't he? Well, for talking about things I'm really excited about for what's coming for the next round of fixtures, the fact that he's back fully training, back fit, ready to play, uh, him and McNulty could be a tremendous partnership. You know, they like Max Biamu is proven at the English Championship level. Um, McNulty has tremendous pace at running behind and getting between centre halves. I think the pair of them together might work beautifully well. So uh, hopefully he can come good now. You are. You're far more optimistic than Jim Spence. You can, you can, you can come back. You can <laughs> well, come I'm optimistic because it's been long enough since I watched us get <laughs> pumped off Hibs on Boxing Day. That's the so, beauty, of, uh, the beauty yeah. of this break. You forget everything that went before it, didn't you? Exactly. I mean, My native optimism's bubbled back up. Sean, 
Sean, how how often did you have you have you seen United this season anyway in the in the flesh? Not, not you... as often as I would like, pal. Yeah, I've been to a couple of games, but no, definitely not as often as I would like. Did um, you know? Did you know much of Tam Courts? Had your paths crossed? Is he a yeah, guy well, that you kind of you heard up stuff yeah, about? Yeah, um, so Tam had been in, uh, or Thomas uh, <laughs> had been in. Um, the I think we're all right with Tam now. Well, we're going to stick with Tam now. I, I think yeah. we're fine with Tam. Uh, we're not. I'm not close enough. To I think. I think there was a, there was a there was a bit of an attempt at the start of the season to try and engineer a Thomas for him, but uh, I think that's sort of fallen. It? Yeah, it's yeah. fallen by the wayside now. Right. Well, whatever you lads say, I'll go with that. But <laughs> uh, uh, the manager is. Uh, now, listen, I, we've met him, I've met him a couple of times. He came in and done the show with us. Um, and we had great crack, actually. Um, the owner has to be really enjoyable. Um, I know a few people that have walked around. So, you know, the lads at Montrose, Ross Campbell, Ian Campbell. Um, you know, know him from, from being around that area and walked in the same um, in the same kind of... Uh, Oh, it's, called, it's called Fife, Sean. It's called Fife. That's what you're. Yeah, that's the word you're after. Were, well, the lads. Yeah, listen, the lads. Uh, Fife gets a hard time off a lot of our lads. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know much about it, but I'm learning. All right, uh, we have a few lads from from that area. So, um, but uh, no, listen. He, he's been he's been brand he's been brand new, um, and uh, I've heard a lot of good things about him. So, uh, look, I, always optimistic, always willing to give people, you know, time to. To show the award and stuff, and um, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see how things go. Now, obviously, we had a really good start points wise. I think we were, we played some really good football at times, um, but again, I think there was games where we we came off with three points, and you know, could have been the other way around, or you know, just about got a goal, or you know, other teams maybe coming off the pitch thinking we didn't deserve to you know to lose that game, and uh, so. From my point of view, yeah, delighted to obviously see us picking up points so early. But you know, in the back of your mind, you're thinking could have went the other way, and that was the same the week before. And you know, um, it's I don't want to be overly overly critical, you know, but I don't think there was you know, there was quite a few games where you it wasn't um, you know overly convincing wins. You know, you come off and go, we'd absolutely deserve to win that game. Um, you know, very tight affairs and um, like I said, one nil wins and stuff, but. It's an I'd rather that than than it be the other way around. So um obviously you know, concerning the fact that we've had five defeats on the bounce now in the league and we've slipped a little bit, but look we're uh, you know, you're six points off off fourth place Motherwell and you know, only four points off Hibs in fifth. So um yeah, Aberdeen have gone on a really good run. They've had only they've had four wins out of five and we're still only two points off of them. So, you know, I think the break probably has come at a good time. Um, and I certainly would be optimistic, um, you know, going into the next round of games. Sean, Sean Hamilton. Uh, I mean, I call you our, what do I call you? Our Sean? Sean? Oh, anyway, Sean gonna, H. I thought anyway. you were asking me a question. Yeah, <laughs> 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 <Yeah, exactly. laughs> <No. laughs> The other Sean. We, we, I remember when in a podcast a few months ago, we had this conversation about, uh, it was about which goalkeeper to pick. And it was around about the time that um, United went out the League Cup, wasn't it? They played, they played Trevor Carson, and there was a bit of you know it was all about you, you know the I think we had a difference of opinion along the lines of you just play your best keeper, you know what I mean, and then you deal with it. it's up to your man management skills how you you know how you sort of handle the the guy that's the 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 one that doesn't get picked. Uh, it would be would be Trevor Carson and. Uh, you know, so there was a bit of there was a bit of to and fro around that stage. He's got himself another decision to make, hasn't he? Uh, Tam Courts with, with goalkeeper. What what's he going to do this time around? Now he's now he's got himself an international well an international goalkeeper and a goalkeeper who, let's face it, has probably been one of the best in the, in the Premiership. Ben, Benjamin Segrist. What does he do now? <laughs> well, I, th- I think I think the fact that, that Benjamin Segrist has been one of the best in the Premiership probably answers the question in the short term. At least that Benjamin Segrist plays. Um, that said, I mean, I've got I, I love a bit of the attitude that this the new goalie's showing coming in. It's not to say that he's that he's been sort of arrogant with it or anything. He he seems really really well spoken. I mean, predictably, his English is is better than better than a lot of people I know. Uh, and he's come in and just sort of awkward silence there, Sean. Um, but he's come in and, and kind of said all the right things. He said, you know, I'm, I'm. He's coming here to play, basically. 
um, and he wants to challenge straight away for a place. That's what you'd want a goalie to say when he's, he's coming into a new club, especially one who's 26. He's just got an international cup. And as, as Tam Court's pointed out, he's Sweden's goalkeeper of the year last season. So, I mean, on the surface, it's, it's something of a coup for United to go and get a guy like that. Um, so it's good to hear that he's coming in and he's expecting to play because that's what you would want from him. And I would imagine that in the fullness of time, that's exactly what will happen um, at United. I don't think it'll be immediately um, because I think Benjamin Segrist has done enough for Dundee United over the time that he's been there and, and certainly over the last season or so to prove himself more than worthy of retaining that spot. He's, he's an excellent goalkeeper. Um, so I think it, it, it's good that Carl Jurenixson wants to depose him, but I think it'll be it'll be it'll be a wee bit Slow harder button. than just yeah, walking yeah. in and, and 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 taking his spot, you know. But but I do I, I like a bit of, I like a bit of balls. It's, and he's shown a bit. He wants it. He's hungry. I like it. I was wondering if Monday Trevor Carson turned up when Benji was out uh, when COVID isolation or whatever. Trevor Carson showed up with a massive black eye. I was wondering right. if um, maybe right. competition for goals got uh, got a bit intense and like, this uh, this new goalie might get a, a bit of a hiding. But you didn't say that on DUTV, did you? <laughs> <laughs> What's the United fans' take on? I mean, it's, he's not been as good as he was last season, has he, Seagrist? He's still, well, still, been say... good, still been good, but not quite as good. Would that be fair to say? Ed, I think that's definitely fair to say, but also like he hasn't had the opportunity, he hasn't had the need to be as good because last season we were a colander of a defence. We were just leaking shots aye. left, right, and centre. So and he made he was, like he, he made a thousand to, saves. Ah, uh, he was having to do Xander Clark at Tanner Ice every week. Was he? Was that just exactly, a... exactly? So it was that thing of he got so many opportunities to look good. Like we still got pumped mace games last season. It was a bad season, um, but he got you know if you get fifteen shots at you, he can make ten good saves. Um, Whereas this season, we're leaking far, far, far fewer shots. And the ones that are making it past our centre-halves are just pretty good shots. Like, he's not he's not letting many howlers. I mean, there's maybe one or two against Hearts in the 5-2 that you would have fancied him to save. But really, he's... Because I, ahead of this podcast, I went back and watched a lot of the highlights for the early part of the season. So I wasn't just speaking for... Doing um, homework you know, that'll never catch on. Doing homework, never, exactly. That'll never catch on. <laughs> and actually, no, Benji had a really good start to the season and made a lot of really important saves in those one nothing games. So a lot of the points were down to his good goalkeeping. So I'd say, yeah, I don't know how good this new boy is, but I'd, I'd keep Benji in the goal for as long as we can keep him in the goal. Yes, I mean, uh, Sean, well, I'll call you fo- footballer Sean. Eh? We'll never go with that one. Eh? Proper, proper Sean, yeah. <laughs> Handsome Sean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey. We'll, we'll change, it. Sorry, no offense, we'll change it every time. Anyway, Sean, I mean, I would imagine as a, a centre half, you would all, you'd you'd want your best goalkeeper behind you all the time. I mean, it's a crucial, crucial relationship, isn't it? You, yeah. You'd, you'd, yeah. Just, you'd, you'd never want it changing. If you had a good one behind you, you'd want him to be there forever, wouldn't you? No, look, I, I appreciate that, but I think, the way things are and the way things look, it was like that when when I was playing. I remember uh, Stevie Banks going in goal, um, you know, for League Cup games or certain games. We have that Montrose with with the two boys. Um, I think sometimes we get this thing in our head about number one, the number one jersey. You know, it shouldn't mean anything because just because you wear the number nine jersey doesn't mean that you're going to start every game up front. You know, or if you wear the number two or whatever, you know. But I just think with outfield players, it's not looked upon um, in the same light. If you're if you're a goalkeeper, this is a you know a super signing. This fella coming in, and it should draw competition. And it shouldn't be a case where listen, as an outfield player, if you're if you're producing all the time, you know producing six, seven, eight games, you know consistently, and you have one or two bad games, is the manager going to keep you in? Yes, he is. You know, and that's that should be the way probably in most. You know, in every position, really. But I think with goalkeepers, sometimes you get this thing in your head: oh, he can't be changed, and he's a number one. And you know, you, you can't base your whole season around what jersey number you get on this, at the start of the season. Um, so I think this fella coming in is, is I think it's going to be excellent for for everybody involved because Benji knows that he'll have to do the business. Um, because if he doesn't, then the manager has the option to put in a full international goalkeeper who's who's done excellently well so far. Um. In his in a, in his previous season, so mm. um, from my point of view, I think it's important that you do give other people opportunities. Um, you know, I, I just don't like seeing the goalkeeping position as too many people see different, it as a totally yeah. different. You know, and I don't like that because you know when you when you look at um, 
there's no point in having him if you're not going to play him or if you if you can't trust putting him in in a league cup game or in any other game so if you can't play if you can't play um uh, Carl is it Carl Johan? Am I saying that right? Or Carl Carl Johan? Carl Johansson. Yeah, Carl Johan. I think it's just Carl Johan. Right, Carl Johan. Carl Johan. He sounds like the Godfather. <laughs> 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 he's, uh, he's got his nickname you. now. He's got his nickname <laughs> yeah, now, hasn't he? Uh, wouldn't be the first goalie I've nicknamed. Um, <laughs> but, uh, give us some of the give us some of the best ones. Though. Uh, the monk was the was the monk was the best one by a mile. Yeah. Uh, some of the others, I'd, I better not say. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, no, I've been lucky with, with uh, the vast majority of goalies. But um, look, you know, if, if for some reason your Benji gets injured or, you know, if people want to look at a, a number one goalkeeper, if you can't put your number two in, if you don't trust them to play in a League Cup game, then... Why is he in the building? Why, yeah. why is he, yeah, yeah, exactly, like, you know, so... Because that's it. Like, we had Dennis Mehmet until recently, and it's it's not good to speak ill of the dead, but that boy was like... <laughs> Would have been just as well having a hologram. And him, every time he came in, we chipped five. He went into oh, the and almost single-handedly sent him into yeah, a relegation yeah. spiral. When like, he comes to, when he get... comes to Montrose, he's nicknamed the the hologram. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I was just going to say, ahead of you, yeah, this is Ali talking. Everybody now, right? that's not my opinion. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sure he could absolutely batter me because he's, you know, he's a bit. Uh, yeah, well, tank, that, that, that'll be true. That'll be true. <laughs> Uh, Sean, Sean Hamilton. Uh, yes. Just after uh, after we did the last pod, actually, none of us none of us thought to mention Lauren Shanklin, did we? But there we are. Uh, that's that's it's January. Crazy things are crazy things are happening. And all the rest of it. But it, the story came out that you know his club beer shot are looking to make changes. Lawrence hasn't. Sco- I know that. I know that you can. You can kind of look at it too. I know Ewan Smith from our place did a piece with him, and it, it's probably not fair just to look at his goals. You know, this is a this is a struggling team. He's maybe not. He's not being an absolute. He's not. You know, he's not tanked out there. He's. No. You know, there, there is circumstances. Scored against Sunderland. Yeah, he did. He did. So, but you know, a new manager and all the rest of it. He's an asset. The potential link to change things around, and the talk has been of potentially letting him move on but it can only be to United if he comes to Scotland because he's already played for two clubs should United even be thinking of this or should, is it just would it be a wrong road to go down completely I, I, I think what is the one that you're concentrating on if you're United, if you're United? Um, and I I mean Again, it's not a direct comparison. I'm not going to do that because Lon Shanklin was fantastic for Dundee United the whole time he was there. Um, Tony Watt this season is is Scotland's top scorer, uh, and if you can, I mean, uh, uh, we've touched on this last week. It's it's it shows huge ambition on Dundee United's part to go out looking for a striker and think, well, who can we get? Well, let's get the boy who scored the most goals in the Premiership. That's that's a ballsy move again. I'm obsessed with balls today. I don't know what's going on with Miller. I don't know what's going on with me, guys. I'm sorry. Um, but I, I, it's it's very Michael Gardine of him. <laughs> I'm leaving, lad. Um, it's it's a bold a bold move. So I, that's obviously your, your United's number one priority, um, and, I, and I think they will. I, mean, I, I expect that Kerr Smith's deal with Villa will be concluded today, Friday, um, and that will give, a, I know the figure quoted in total for the deal is 2 million, but that's inclusive of all potential add-ons uh, and everything. If he like wins that. the World so, Cup, the Champions yeah, League, all, all that, that sort stuff, of stuff. If it, yeah. Everything. If every box is ticked, then then it'll be worth up to that. It's still a great deal, um, but up front, it's 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 less than that. Well, I don't understand it's around 800,000, so that'll give United a chunk of cash. Enough to get Tony um, Watt from Motherwell, put it that way. Yes, absolutely. We're, we're half a season left on his deal. So if United want to go and get him this month, they can. Um, so that'll be what they do. And I don't I don't imagine for a second that they would go and get Tony Watt and then bring Lauren Shanklin back as well. Surely not. Uh, they've got the money for it. They've got the money for it, Ali. I mean, where, where, do you, where, did you, where, where were United fans with Shanklin when he, when he left? What would... Where did you where did you got to? As you kind of did you think it was the right time and all the rest? Was yes, this... deliriously excited. Obviously, um, thought Tony Watt and Lauren Shankland up front would automatically score thirty goals in, in the second half of the season, and it'd be absolutely unreal. But for some reason, yeah, there, there seems to be less sentiment in our signing policy than I'd like. And there's too much good sense. Like for example, uh, one of our old fan favourites, Nadia Shifty, just flitted it to Perth. 
Um, oh, we'll, get, we'll be I'm coming su- to him later. Yeah, Don't yeah, worry I'm about sure that. United could have had him if we wanted him. And, uh, but decided it, it didn't make sense for us. And maybe Shankland just doesn't make sense for us either. I'd, I'd love him back. I thought he was a great guy. I thought he was an outstanding footballer. I mean, me and Sean were lucky enough to be in the stadium when he scored the 50-yarder against, um, against St. Johnston. He's obviously unreal. Um, I'd, I'd, absolutely, I'd absolutely love to see him in Tangerine again. But you're right. It probably only makes sense if we managed to actually sign him again and could go through the whole cycle of getting him scoring, getting him sell on, getting the fee, all that cycle again, which is probably unlikely. Yeah, yeah, well, there you are with your harsh realism, eh? That one's... Yeah, yeah. But uh, handsome, actually, speaking of Kerr Smith, handsome Sean here, uh, trained with him a lot and knew him quite well. <laughs> I was always oh, no, curious they're, about... They're what... both, they're both going to try and speak to that next one, aren't they? <laughs> I was always wondering why, um, what makes Kerr Smith so good compared to like Alexa Lewis-Nielsen? Right, you're you're doing my job for it. We're moving on to Kerr Smith. That is absolutely it's perfect timing. Come on, and Sean. I mean, have you have you seen Kerr Smith first of all? And is he one of these guys that you knew of? I know he's from Montrose, actually, isn't he? He is from Montrose. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I've uh, I've had time. I've had time with Kerr. Trained with Kerr. Uh, Jordan the breaks and stuff. Um, <clears throat> Willow was putting on putting on some sessions for uh, for the guys. To make sure we stay fit. I was helping him. Uh, along with helping myself stay fit as well. So Willow's his agent, um, isn't he? I mean, that's that's well, not... is he? Yeah. Is that... <laughs> 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 yeah. No. Yeah. Willow. Willow was. Um, now, to be fair, me and myself and Willow put on uh, put on a number of sessions during the summer. Um, Willow was very proactive with his with his boys, um, making sure that they had training sessions and they were right going back. So obviously, he was involved in a lot of that. Um, yeah, he a lot of time for care. Um, I've seen him play. Um, you know, reminds me of different people in in different ways, and um, but I think look the potential that's there, and a lot of the time that's that's what what clubs go and pay money for, you know, potential. What so, are you seeing though? Like I was chatting to the boys at fives, and we were saying, what's different about Kerr Smith than your likes of Lewis Nielsen? They both look pretty classy. Yeah, they both oh look no, a bit listen, wrong. listen, Lewis done really well when he came in, and he, and he's played quite a few games, and unfortunately for him, that hasn't he hasn't sustained his place in the team. You know, and there's different reasons for that. Other players have come in, but now there's Kerr Smith. You know, yeah. Well, again, Kerr hasn't sustained his, his position in, in the in the team either. You know, he's been put in, but again, it's potential. Other clubs are looking, and you know, for me, that's that's not necessary to say that one um, will go higher than the other. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like. I you know, it's not, I don't really like comparing both of them. But Kerr, I've seen a bit more of Kerr um, on a personal note. Um, he does excite me. Uh, he's got a good attitude. Um, Who did he remind you of? Sorry, Sean. You, you said there was a couple. Of, well, you of... to be honest with you, right, and I had this. I had a conversation uh, not that long about uh, John Sewer only last week. Like when things are going well for Soby and he's playing really well, he's composed and he's he's relaxed. When if there's a couple of mistakes being made, he's slack and he's he doesn't care. You know <clears throat> that's the way people kind of portray. You know players like that. Um, and uh, and yeah, care has. I don't know. He has a he ha- an almost you know um, a real aura about about how he moves. He doesn't move super fast, but he is very fast. You know, he kind of glides along, and um, he has a very relaxed way of playing. Um, you know how he comes drives out from the back and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I'm, so I'm super excited to see how he's. I mean, he's a cent. Let's face it, Sean. He's a centre half, isn't he? I mean, maybe. Oh yeah. I, the, the one game I saw him in was was against St. Johnson, and I don't know if I remember. He struggled that he struggled mm. badly that day, and yeah. they played him. They played him at right back. I think he was sub. Was he subbed at half time? I can't remember. Yeah, it might have been. He's played there three against and he uh, looked, Celtic and Dundee uh, as well. Yeah. To me, he, you know, you see, you do see. I mean, I remember seeing Danny Griffin coming through back in the day. You've seen loads. That he's he's got the build, he's already got the build of a centre half, hasn't he? And he he's, yeah, like he, that, physically, that, listen, physically, you know, for a seventeen year old, he's you know he's he's in super shape. Um, you know, he can move. Yeah, okay, right back a little bit tougher, but I think over time he learned to play there as well. Um, you know, if he can add that to his game, or maybe add you know the, playing in midfield, even a sitting role, and um, but I mean he can play. Uh, he's got a great football and brain. Um, and look, you don't get opportunities at you know at the club, um, and people speaking about you so highly at that age. Um, bear in mind, he's been around for a little while. Like it's not just he didn't just burst on the scene two weeks ago, um, you know. So, and he's only seventeen. So, 
Um, there's been a lot of talk about him, and for the amount of clubs that have been in for him, um, just shows you how, you know, how excited people are about him. Um, and a great fella, great family. Um, no, I know he's there. Um, I've got to know he's there a little bit over the, over the last year or two. Um, and yeah, I, I really, really hope it goes it goes well for him, and hopefully there's a sell on clause in, involved in there for the club as well. Sure, there will uh, be. Yeah, you know, I, I do fancy. Him. I don't like putting adding pressure. I think he'd deal with this, and I think he'd do that, but. Um, yeah, he's he's definitely one that I'd be excited about. Um, I expect to see plenty of him in the future. And what's in store for him? I mean, it was a million years ago, obviously, Sean. You know, the black and white. Ah, relax, either, but, lads, will you? But come on, Aston Villa. Is as he picked a good? As he picked a good club? Uh, will he enjoy club, it down like, there? Yeah, big club. Um, you know, you, you forget about how you know how big the club actually is. Um, how long were you there then, Sean? Ah, I was only there three years. Yeah. Um, but I loved it. Listen, it was a, a super time in my career. Like, and obviously, first professional club, and going back, going back to nineteen ninety nine, lads, when I started. That's a little while ago. But um, so, how old were you? And you, you went. Obviously, it's different, different I times. Was, you know, I was about, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing I was it wasn't. 16, for, actually, it was two months. I'm guessing it wasn't was about, for eight hundred grand, no. It was absolutely not for eight hundred grand. <laughs> uh, I had to pay my own flights and all to get over. <laughs> uh, no, it was. It was actually we were only talking about this the other day, like about. You know how young you can go away, and like I think I was about six weeks after me sixteenth birthday I moved. Um, no mobile phone at that stage. It was, you know, got, got a hug off me man, a handshake off me dan. I'll, <laughs> Off I'll you give, good, son. Yeah, give us a give us a one ringer when you get there, and we'll call you back. Like, <laughs> did um, you have one of those sticks with a little sort of handkerchief oh, yeah. tied at the end of your sandwiches <laughs> in it? Yeah, uh, no, that's. But I was writing home, and it was not like it was. We're going back to when, I mean. This is, you try, try and talk about, I talked to the lads about this, I'm like, the younger fellas, right? So there was a Swedish fella living with us at the time and he had a laptop, which we thought was amazing because hadn't seen a laptop at that stage. And he got, and then of course you pick up the phone. What and was on it, Sean? What was on it? Ah, there was, listen, there wasn't, Google wasn't even around at that stage, was it? I think it was MSN and his, his buddy or something or sending an email, but like, you know, you pick up the phone and you hear this crackling noise and you're, Get off the laptop. We want to use the phone, and <laughs> it's nuts. Like when you try to explain to people what that was like. Uh, so you go back inside and put a cassette tape on your your Walkman and listen to some music while you're waiting to use the phone. I go out and use the uh, the phone box outside. Anyway, I'm sounding really young. I was going to say did, this is great, Eric. You can uh, you oh, can file this under the nostalgia this is section. Pod, podcast gold. I didn't absolutely know nothing to do with Kerry Smith moving down. <laughs> Uh, no, look at you can, yeah, you can give a guy to the great payphones of Birmingham. Yeah, no, oh, listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not, I've, I've no doubt he'll be looked after. Um, the training ground is at the still at the same place, although they've, they've, uh, they've added a huge section on. Um, I actually, I dropped in a couple of years ago after the, I went down to one of me, one of me close mates is still living down there, um, and it was great to go back. But no, Carol be. A serious amount of trust put in Willow. You know, Willow's not going to let him go somewhere that that's not right for him. Um, and like I said, he I know he's father, and he'd be the same. You know, there's no way he's going to be. You know, he has so many options. Um, so uh, really excited, and I really hope that he's. You know, he's um, he'll fulfil his potential because, you know, and, and we need to bit of time. You know, again, I, I, he's seventeen. Is he going to go in and play in the Premier League straight away? I don't know. I I I'd be doubtful that he's. It's going to happen very quickly. You know they've got their development teams, um, and uh, he won't be worried about what's what's being said up here about him or anywhere else. But um, I think some people we, we we jump a little bit too early and we expect to see him because we've sold him for two million or whatever it is. Oh, he should be playing straight away, and you know we need to give him a bit of time and and let him go and and, and go and do his thing. But I'm um, definitely excited for him and. You know, I'm sure he'll enjoy living down there. It's, I, I certainly did. It was a decent place to live, Birmingham, and I'm sure he'll be well looked after. So, yeah, no, well, he said by the sound of it, he's him and Willow, and you know they've had the the pick of where to go type thing. You know, so they they all they all looked at him certainly, didn't they, a year or so or so ago? I mean, our courier Sean, it's it's always good to hear the stuff from likes of Sean there that they. they Ex pros that they do see different thing, and they they get to particularly Sean seen him, you know, training and all the rest of it. You don't, yes, you the guys that are signing these players, particularly the ones that have just broken through, they're not signing them on what they've they've seen 
in the Dundee United first team, are they? They've, you know, it's it's everything else, isn't it? They love they love watched them, loads. Um, they'll they'll have seen uh, an awful lot of footage beyond even watching them in person. They'll have done that as well, but they'll have done their homework on it for for absolute certain. Um, and I mean, that's not to say. I mean, eight hundred grand up front, right? That's it's not a huge amount of money for a Premier League side. Um, Certainly not the way Aston Villa are spending just now. No, huh? exactly. So for them, it's it's as you say, they'll they'll they will do their homework really thoroughly, and they'll 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 see something in care that they like a lot, uh, or they'll see some attributes in them that they think they can refine, and things that will that will make him potentially a Premier League player or a player that they can perhaps sell on. Um, make some money down the line somewhere else. Um, so, aye, it's, at the same time, they're not breaking the bank for them. It's, uh, that's kind of the risk. that, they, that There's always a risk with this stuff. And it's why Premier League clubs that come in and, and, and hoover up so many young players. They've got these massive academies. Um, and they can, they can afford to take a punt. So while they'll they'll have they'll have definitely looked at care and they'll like what they've seen and they'll think there's there's something there they can work with. And it's a case of of, of seeing how he takes to the instruction that he's given down there, um, whether it's physical stuff or whether it's tactical or technique wise or whatever. It's it's a case of giving him giving him a couple of years and seeing how he comes on from where he is because they obviously think he's a he, he's at a great point. Uh, to start off, um, and and he is seventeen, and he's going in at under twenty three. So that's we'll see how he copes with that first of all. But I mean, I imagine he should be fine. He's he's played first team games at Dundee United and and hasn't looked out of place. Um, maybe in in flashes he's he's struggled a bit, but he's looked he's looked good. Uh, I think when he's been in there. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a it's a great move um, for him. It's a, it's a potential dream move. You know he's gone to a Premier League club. He's 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 moving in the direction he wants to move in, and for the club for United, I mean they've got good money up front and potentially great money for for a kid who's played made twelve appearances. So it works for them as well. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to watch his progress. You know, um, and and that's the second academy product that United have have sent to the Premier League in as many years because Scott Banks went uh, and. January 2020 actually which is exactly two years ago so the fact that Premier League clubs are looking at Dundee United's young players and, and thinking yep there's something there we can work with them I mean that, that speaks volumes about about the, the seriousness with which United have taken their academy project yeah no, in terms I'm... of the in investment that they've made and, and the quality of coaching there as well so it, it reflects well on everybody involved absolutely Ali this last couple of weeks it's felt like well, just this season as a whole, but certainly these last couple of weeks, it's kind of felt like United are back to being the club that their fans see them as. Sort of in two in two ways. I'm thinking with the first of all, you're you're absolutely loving that you're kind of flexing your mud your muscles and saying like we're we're bigger than Motherwell. We're going to come and take your best player. Your oh, fans love that sort of thing, particularly with a, a club that's you know in the same part of the table as yourself. And the other strand of it is. Like Sean was saying there, it's about the, you know, in an ideal world, you want to see these players for a couple of years before they go. But United fans do take great pride in not being a selling club. That makes it sound a bit, you know, that's not that's not quite right. But as a as a sort of breeding ground for, for top young footballers. 100%. And it is really heartening. Like, you, like, this is something I was chatting with a couple of pals about with Kerr Smith specifically. Like... How much is he answering the the need that the Ogrens have to bring young players through and sell them on? 800 grand. Does that basically pay for the development of your Archie Mikasins? Does that pay for your development of your Declan Glasses? Does that does that basically pay off the academy for about two years? And basically we've got all these players are now basically free for us. Is that is that how the numbers stack up? But I would say like I felt way better as a fan watching Deco Glass bang one in against Hibsfey 20 yards out after skinning two men than I see about our bank balance being increased by Kerr Smith heading down south. Like, I feel good about it, but I feel way more... Like, see when he eventually goes on to play for Scotland, maybe, or if he goes on to play in the Premier League, I won't feel the same pride and attachment as when uh, Armstrong did it 
or when GMS did it, or when boys that came through like, and it's played It's like back in the games. old days when Ray, Ray Stewart didn't play much for United, did he really, in the in the grand scheme of things? So, you know, he, he doesn't get looked upon the same as a guy that would have played. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to pluck a sort of, you know, even, I don't know, a Kevin Gallagher or something like that, you know, who, who did who did a lot more time at Tannadice. You know, that's just kind of the way, the way it goes. You're, you're, not, you're never going to see the best of Keir Smith or that's anywhere exactly close it. to it. That's exactly it. And it's like, yeah, I absolutely wish him well. Like, I'm, I'm glad he didn't go straight away. I'm glad we got to see him. Like, he he, he beat Dundee in a derby. You can't take that away from him. So he is he is part of the club. He's made his contribution. But it'd be lovely to see him, it'd be lovely to see local lads, especially Angus lads, get their name on the internationals board uh, while they're playing for United and then make their big move. But that'll come. That'll come in time. Yeah, I mean, Sean, you 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 do you're doing a bit of coaching, aren't you? Kids coaching and stuff, and obviously you're still involved at Montrose. Is there a feeling? Sean again Dillon that, Smart Soccer Academy. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's the one. There the you go. He's, he's agent. I'm getting ten percent. We'll make sure we cut that. out. don't worry about that. Anyway, when you no, when uh, you started, Eric, when you started that question, there went, Sean, you run your own soccer academy. I was sat here going, know, No, I'm not. I'll let, I'll let, <laughs> let my guard slip there. You can tell we're not all in the same room. No, they would be allowed to be in the same room. Anyway. So, Sean, is there an impression again that United is maybe maybe it didn't actually ever go away, but it it did feel like it had gone away for a couple of years. That United is the place to go, certainly in this part of the world, and you know potentially all the way up, you know, to dare I say Aberdeen, and even even for West Coast boys, is there an impression again that United is the is the sort of best place for a a talented thirteen fourteen year old to be? Um, yeah, look, there's no doubt that the investment that's been put in and the amount of staff that are involved um, at the moment at the in the academy, obviously Andy Goldie and you know they're doing a fantastic job. Because um, they were uh, investing, Sean, weren't they? When others were cutting back. Let's oh yeah, company. like there's yeah, no, I mean during the lockdown and you know bringing in bringing in uh, you know extra staff and I mean the amount of staff at the, at the academy now is is incredible. And what they, uh, you know, what they've got there, and the facilities that they've got, um, the people that they've got at the club, um, not not uh, not getting away from that too much. But like, Kerr's been at the club a long time, you know. Uh, Banksy was at the club a long time, you know. You go back to, um, you know, uh, Brian Grant, you know, when he was running the academy, you know, there was, you know, there was so many, so so let, uh, so many. Uh, uh, fewer coaches and people that were involved, you know, and the, the budget certainly wasn't anywhere near it. Um, so I think the investment is fantastic and it's great that, you know, we have all of this stuff. Times have changed, um, you know, but you, you don't want to forget the fact that, you know, it, you know, you need the right people in. I think that's that's the most important thing. It doesn't always have to be, you know, huge amounts of people or, you know, have, like I said, I know things have changed and, you know, performance analysis and, you know, having the extra coaches and stuff is a is a big part of it. So, um, what am I trying to say here? I'm trying to say that you know, it's is it the it, place it, to go for young people? Was the question? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, like listen, you think it always has been Sean basically. Yeah, I, listen, we, it still, it yeah, still was. yeah, look, we, you know, we've you're not going to get players every year coming through. That just doesn't happen, you know. And and I appreciate like for a couple of years, but if you look back at you know the consistency of of fellas coming in and and making their debut. And then moving on, and and not necessarily moving on to bigger and better things. They're the ones we remember, you know. But there's a lot of lads that have come in, played in the force team, or you know, for a few games, one or two, or maybe didn't get their, you know, didn't make their um, didn't make their full debut at Dundee United, and have went on and played for many many years in Championship, League One, League Two, you know. So, you know, the dream is always, you know, playing in the Premier League in England, Champions League, and and that type of thing, but. It doesn't always have to be there. You can have a strong academy, you know, that that produces players that go on and and play at other levels. Um, of course, you know, the club on itself are big money and and see their players going on and, and doing the business. But yeah, look, you know, I, I know myself from doing my own bit of coaching and and kids coming in and spending time with us, and then you know, for whatever reason, um, you know, they move on. Or you hear about it's great to see kids moving on and 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 going. Going into academies uh, locally, obviously, you know, I would push you know you ahead of any other club in the area. But uh, you know, I know Dundee do a lot of a lot of great work with their academy, and 
you know, I think the way it is, everybody's everybody's striving to be the best. So it creates more competition and it creates better environment then for every for every kid that's that's out there. So um, things are definitely developing and and getting better, and which is the most important thing for for any kid that's that's wanting to do well. Um, but like I said, I think it's 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 not just recently that the that the club have you know have produced players and um I think that's been it's been an ongoing thing for for a number of years now so um for me it's always been the case you know I don't even I don't think even you know just because you go a year you know or, or two or three windows of not of somebody not moving on or maybe not making a debut doesn't mean that there's you know that the academy is as paused in any way or stopped um yeah like for example Scott Fraser was maybe not as loved by the fans, came through, played a lot of games, kind of went on his way, and just won, as I understand it, Player of the Year, doing mm-hmm. his league in England. Well oh, he's flying. Scott yeah. is, is flying, like you know. Um, but again, some 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 uh, timing of the team you go into as well, isn't it? Exactly, you know, you know. Sometimes you need. Sometimes you're brought into a team that's doing well as a young lad, and you get carried a little bit more, or you know, you might have a bigger impact. You might be able to have a bigger impact in a better team than a struggling team. You know, you might get more opportunities in a struggling team because you're needed, or you're, you know, well, we might as well put him in and, and give him a go than what we've got at the moment. Um, and that's the that's the, the that's the way football works. You know, there's no set way of doing things, um, and there never will be. Um, but certainly, look, the, the academy at the moment, like I said, the facilities and the amount of staff, the quality of staff, and all that, um, you know, is, is a you know, can only be a good thing for uh, for any kid coming through. Um, but like I said, I, for me, it's always been the way. You know, we've we've moved we've moved on uh, young talent over time and developed young talent over time. And um, there's a lot of people deserve deserve credit for that um, <clears throat> over the years. You know, Curious, Sean. I mean, and from our from our point of view, we've noticed how you know. I know Sean touched on it there. That it's it's, it's almost it's like a virtuous circle. The more the, now that United are selling these players and br- will bring them through first, then then selling them for good money, it brings more attention. You know, people it kind of it basically plays to the sort of story that United want to 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 put out there that this is a great place to come, great place to send your kid. You'll get your chance. We'll move you on. You'll get a great move. Obviously, they all won't. You know what I mean? We'll make money, but everyone's a winner type thing. So it's this virtuous circle. But the other side of it is that I think that it's maybe we see it more from our side of the business. What United have done very, very well here. And we can compare it perhaps with, say, you know, Ali McCann at St. Johnson, where St. Johnson are different. Different. We're going to move to Saints next. You can see that a seamless link, but you can compare it with, now, Ali, just the sort of the hype that builds behind a player. Now, Kerr Smith wasn't in the first team by the time United had him, you know, he was he was linked with every club in England, blah, 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 the the, the great, you know, the, the great the next big thing, all this sort of stuff. He's done nothing like what Ali McCann had, had done with St. Johnson, international football, etc. etc. But one was getting the big hype, the other was getting a sort of low key. Let's fair fair to say a low key sort of treatment. The big difference, though, is uh, we sold Kerr Smith and won't immediately get relegated because of it. <laughs> well, we're coming to that next. We're coming to that next. But you know what I'm saying, Sean? There is there, yeah. that selling is an art, isn't it? Selling a footballer is an art. Yeah, uh, I mean, this, 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 there is an art to it on the business side of things beyond the the actual ability of the footballer, which is essentially what 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 makes them saleable in the first place. Um, uh, you can you can certainly build a story around that that you can use to 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 further the process of selling them if you want or to 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 help secure a bigger fee if you don't have a a kind of more than one club interested to sort of drive a price up a bit or something like that um and and united have have been very good at it um now that's not to say that they were very good at it in Stephen Thompson's time as well. They were. They've said, always yeah. been. They've been good at it for a very long time. They've always got good return on players that they, that they've sold. Um, now, I mean, you're right to point out that, that. I mean, Sean, Sean will be aware there were there were guys that 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 were sold for good money when you were there at the club. Um, Sean, um, like I said, David Goodwillie, for instance, and uh, Andy Robertson, 
um, etc. Et loads, loads. Um, so there has been a change of ownership, but the new ownership's come in, and, and, and Tony Asker is obviously running the 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 day to day, and certainly on the transfer side of things, he's he's involved in that quite heavily. So he's he's kind of continued that, and and is I mean you would under, understand why, having been an agent previously, but he's very adept at the at the business side of of, of player sales, and again they've gone and got really good money. I think I, I mean take, forget the two million. Right, the upfront of eight hundred grand for twelve games. A guy who's played twelve games is fantastic. It's, it's really, really good. And then if it's up to two million, that's brilliant. And you're right. You look at Ali Mechanics and Johnston, who had at first team level anyway done an awful lot more, had made an awful lot more appearances, um, had been capped internationally by Northern Ireland full caps, um, had put just literally he'd won helped. St. Johnson the two trophies and had just literally performed out of his skin against Galatasaray in two games. Didn't look out of place at all at that level. Man of the and match. I, absolutely. I think, I think lads, the, the, other, the other thing you need to remember is there's five years in the difference. You know, like Ali's 22 um, and Kerr's Oh, 17, yeah, but my, so. my point, my point, Sean, is that like, uh, uh, on the surface, you would, if Ali McCann had been a Dundee United player, for instance, right, and he had the length of time left on his contract that McCann had when he was sold because McCann still had another year and a half. Uh, well, another two seasons, is that right, Eric? Yeah, two seasons. Yeah, another two yeah, seasons left on his deal when he was sold. And St. Johnston got $1.2 million for him up front. Now, that's not that's not enough, I don't think. United have, promote, have promoted themselves far better, obviously. Yeah, so the, so I, I think it's, it's a triumph of, of United being adept at the business side of, of selling their players and, and knowing, putting a value on an asset oh, yeah, and, an and maximising yeah. it. Yeah, whereas, whereas in, in, the, in St. Johnson's case with Ali McCann, I absolutely don't think they maximise the value of Ali oh, McCann. I, I agree with that, yeah. I'm, I, sorry, I'm, I'm not coming across like, like I think it's just because it's five years difference. But again, a club coming in will, will look at care and think, well, you know, we can take Ali McCann at 22 now or we can take care and have five years work with him. You, you mean know? you mean you're meaning you could you could take him to a higher level because you've had them earlier? Is that what you're saying, Sean? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's look again. That's where potential comes in because they're paying for potential and they're paying knowing that they can, you know, or believing in that they can do more for it. Now, I absolutely agree with with what you say about the club. There's no doubt that um, that Tony and everybody else at the club has done a you know a super job promoting the club. You know, um, give Joe uh, Joe Royce the head of communications. And I'll mention there. Does he, uh, does he sign the contracts a, for your gig and DTV? There you go, lads. Uh, but no, look at the, you know they've obviously we're speaking live with Tony Ashgar's yeah. pocket here, by the way. <laughs> no, they've uh, no look. It's you can see it. You don't need to be you know you don't need to be involved in the club to see that they've promoted the, the club well. They promote um, you know what they're doing, the academy and all that type of thing. Um, and obviously Tony has a you know um, a great background in you know in that uh, in that part of uh, the football and business. So um, and there you go. That's the difference between getting you know eight hundred grand up front for a seventeen year old, or or like you said, just over a million for for a twenty two year old. That's done. You know what you guys are saying is done a hell of a lot more at first team level. So but again, potential is the big thing here. Like you know, they they're paying for potential. You know, they're not. I, I don't see them. And it's the clubs who are in. You know what I mean? It was Ali McCann's Preston, and you know, obviously Aston Villa have got you know eight hundred grand is of it, not loose change. Yeah. But and you know what I mean? Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll probably get a bit of stick for saying this, but Dundee United are a bigger club. Oh yeah, well I think yeah. Dead <laughs> silence on the line, really. Too. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely <laughs> raging. We can't possibly call but Oh, that's a, a bigger club than St. Johnston. Oh, that's absolutely and arguably true. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, well, thanks for always depends how you define it. It depends. It depends. It does so depend did, how you. Why de- did your team lose to them, Sean? It does oh. defend. It, it does depend how you define big, obviously. But yes, in the old school, we're defining big <laughs> fan base, etc. Of course, it is money wise. Of course, it is. But not not in terms of trophies. Recently, I'll have to put out for all St. Johnston fans listening. Anyway, for clear. Thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> Ali, listen, you mentioned him earlier, Nadia Chifty. What are your memories of Nadia Chifty in a, in a United jersey? I mean, he's one of these, I mean, you, you probably had better players, but 
it's fair to call him. He was a bit of a he, United are always a tough team to call legends because he's not a legend because United have proper legends that you know mm-hmm. we're talking about trophies, you know, European, yeah. all the rest of it. He, he's, yeah. he's probably not a legend, but he was a, bit, yeah, he was a nah. cult hero, wasn't he? De- yeah, definitely. I've got a Dode Fox podcast cult hero mug with Nadir Shifty on the table in front of me. Um, yeah, of course you can't you can't celebrate the goal at Ibrox before you've scored it without becoming a bit of a cult hero. You can't you can't uh, take the sort of hunger into derbies that he took without having a bit of a <laughs> respect for it. And you can't didn't, yeah, didn't, can't eat, eat, didn't eat for two days before they went out of my house. <laughs> well, I hopefully took mouthwash with him and. Um, yeah, Nadir was actually, I think we do misremember slightly how good he was off the ball, how strong he was. Like, I loved watching him play because he could drag the slightly lightweight midfield we had, like a lot of the young boys and stuff. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. could drag the them into games just with his sheer physicality. And he could score, he scored some cracking goals. Um, over lockdown, me and my pals went back and watched a bunch of the old games for the the sort of 2013, 14, 14, 15 times. Which was a great and, season, run. I mean, it was a, oh, so it was much a magnificent fun. So much fun. Yeah. But uh, I mean, why am I talking about Shifty when I've got a man yeah, no, who's well, visited him many to times? You. Handsome Sean, tell us about Shifty. What, <laughs> what about his, what, as a footballer, first of all, Sean, what did he bring to that team and what could he bring to the St. Johnson team? Uh, I, listen, on a personal note, I hope he does really well. Um, he's, he's a nice a lad, fella. isn't he? Well, anytime he's I spoke to him, I thought, right, nice guy. He's an absolute gem of a fella. Um, I know he has a bit of a reputation for being. A bit nuts, but sure, every, anybody that crosses the white line or, or any <laughs> fan that enters the stadium seems to cross the line. Um, yeah, has a bit of a, a bit of madness about him, but um, a super player, a super player. I mean, like, um, some of the, the goals he created were, were immense. Um, you know, what uh, what Ali is talking about there, I remember we were up in Inverness, one of me, uh, one of many assists I had in my career. <laughs> uh, I launched a ball out of the box, I think, well, I don't know whether you were. We had a corner against her, but it was just a just a clearance um, from inside my own box. Landed around the halfway line. Now there's two v one. He picks up the ball and it's in the back of the net. You know, five or six seconds later. And when you have somebody that cre- that can create something from nothing, you know, Johnny Russell springs to mind again. Picks the ball up and just you know three, four, five seconds later it's a goal. You know, GMS had a Stu could do it. Um, you know, Goody just come at you. Know, I'm sure I'm missing a few other lads there, but he just had that ability to take the ball in and and you know swivel and hit, boom, goal. You know, out of nowhere. You know, and his link play. You know how we brought other people into the game. That's that's the big thing, Callum Davison's made when we spoke to him on Monday. He's he's speaking about he's how he brings other people into the into the game. Yeah, I mean it's it's a massive massive thing if you're playing at the back. And you're under pressure, and the ball goes up to your striker, and it comes back on top of you again. You're not getting up. You can't get up the park. You can't get up the pitch. You, the, the pressure is not being relieved, you know. Whereas when you have somebody like Nadir, he'll hold it up. You know, he'll give you the opportunity to take a break at the back. He'll bring midfielders into the game. You know, he'll you know he'll draw a foul. You know, whatever that may be, but it takes the pressure off. Um, off us at the back, massive, massive part of the game, um, and uh, by all accounts, he's had a he's had a good start. Um, In training, training yeah. I, I spoke to uh, the, the other Cammy Ballantyne. We've got to, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, Bally was saying how you know how well he was looking and training, and so yeah, from a personal point of view, I had a, I was on to him last night briefly, um, and hopefully get a chance to catch up with him at some stage, but. I really hope it goes well from um you know, regardless of what club he's at or, or anything like that. But um yeah, I'd like to he see. He sounds to use well. if it's what St. Johnson need. I haven't watched St. Johnson a lot, a player that can bring other you know, get them up the pitch, link up play and score a goal out of nothing. It's exactly what they need. Yeah, I haven't seen much of much of myself personally, so I won't I wouldn't I wouldn't comment on that, but Look at um, you. you can say that. You <laughs> no, I can say that players. as well. It's been murder. Um, but uh, yeah, look, I think he'll bring I think he'll bring excitement. Um, he'll bring a bigger excitement to uh, to everything, and I really as hope a lad for his, for his benefit. It goes I mean, there was, there was there was there was chat that you know the, uh, and St Johnson obviously the cup final. There was the chat that he that Fraser Wright got in got in his his ear for the whole ninety minutes. Did was there a was there a could 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 center, could the wily old centre halves 
wind him up? Was he susceptible to that? Do you think um, that if, if if he was, he's an older player now anyway, isn't he? Yeah, look, I don't personally I don't think that was the case. I mean, look, I that 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 cup final is is a heartbreak for me personally. It's probably the, the biggest disappointment of my career being captain and and not getting you know, not getting to lift the cup. Um but I mean look he, he nearly scored. He was very close. The free to kick scoring. was a joke, yeah. and and the fact that it landed underneath the keeper's backside after hitting Still the crossbar yeah, and coming down, you know Ryan Dow's chance off the post across behind the goalkeeper and out the other side. Um, you know, so you know, I don't. I'm not going to say it was Nadir's best game, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay too much attention to that. Like as a fella, yeah, he has a bit of madness about him. Who doesn't? Um, but a super fella, very family orientated. Um, you know, always had his father over visiting and, and his family coming over, and um, certainly somebody I've a lot of time for, like a great fella. Uh, I've kept in touch with him um, over the years, you know, on and off, wouldn't be all the time, but um, yeah, just a really nice fella, really, you know, good guy, he wants to do well in his career. Um, and like I said, family orientated, he has, a, has his own his own little girl now, uh, just a few months old, and um, so he's got his own young family now, and um. Yeah, I'm sure things have times have changed over the last few years, no doubt. But um, I'd like to think that he still has that bit of madness about him, and you know, off the cuff, um, you know, I maverick the, the call on well. there. Sort of yeah, you know, stuff. like yeah, listen, just don't get me wrong. Things. Very good at you know at, at taking on board instruction and what we wanted, and you know, um, it wasn't like he went out and done whatever he wanted. But um, I also think you need to have a he has to have a little bit of freedom about his play and. And give him the opportunity to come up with some magic, because um, you know we can produce. Sean Hamilton, better come to you with Dundee. I think with the other two guys in on on this week, I don't think it's. Uh, I don't we'll get the. the no, best I don't, of, I don't uh, think we should best, put them through that. Best summing up of uh, of what's happening at Dundee just now. Not that there's anything yeah. bad to, for them to get put the boot into, but the the Lee Griffiths the Lee Griffiths saga drags on. I mean, again, we'll, we'll put out the. The disclaimer, it could have all changed by the time folk are listening to this, but even the fact that we're another week further down the line and we still don't know what's happening with Lee, Lee Griffiths, they have made a sign-in, a Canadian international midfielder, but still, it's still hanging over them a bit, isn't it, John? Yeah, yeah, it, it is. And um, <clears throat> it will be until it's concluded. Um, and it, would, it would appear that, I mean, we, we, we kind of... New on the grapevine, if you like, that Celtic weren't keen for for having him back, but also the fact that he hadn't gone back is indication enough of yeah. that. But we've we've now had Ange Postecoglou actually confirming essentially that, that he, he doesn't want him back uh, at Celtic's press conference yesterday. I, that's um, the bit, yeah. So that's the bit that gets it's, me. It's a horrible yeah. position for the player he's, to be in, as we've touched be, on. Self esteem must be. That's the that's the worst. Very of it, very logic now, but. Uh, and and Dundee, they're coming back to it's a no, they're all big in the teams toilet, yeah. you know everybody coming back for the first game back but away at Livingston you know you'd really want to you really want to be ready for that one to get a win it would it would, it would you know defeat and depending on what St Johnson get you know you all know what the consequences could be. No, absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, Jay Chapman, I don't know anything about him really, um, other than the fact that he was uh, in Miami last season. Um, but it's, it's. I suppose, if you look at what Calm Davidson said about how he's looking at this January uh, as the team at the bottom of the league, he's, he's, he's brought a few in already, Dan Cleary and, and Tony Gallagher, who, who don't necessarily have great, well, any in some cases, or a great amount of experience of, of, of Scottish football. Um, but he's now said, you know, that the ones he'll be bringing in at this point are, are ones who know their way around the league, and that would seem to make sense if you're in a if you're in a tough spot as St Johnston are um, to bring in seasoned campaigners who can, who can just get up and running quickly. I'm not sure you could call Jay Chapman a seasoned campaigner who knows his way around the league. Certainly, so we'll, we'll see if he's a good player soon enough. We will. Listen, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure to have the have the two of you on the uh, the podcast this time. I, I think. Everybody listening to the last hour will probably agree it's far better than anything Jim Spence has ever said in this podcast. <laughs> Not true. So, yeah. I listen every week and Jim Spence holds you guys above water. Oh, stop it now. Come on. I, I was I was going to say you were going to get invited back, but after that, you're not. So, <laughs> anyway, cheers, guys. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Thanks Sally. We'll, us, get you back, we'll get you back on again, okay? Anytime, cheers, lads. Guys. Thank you very Bye-bye. much. Cheers. Bye-bye. 
If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it, or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people to find Talking Football, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget too to pick up your copy of The Courier Monday to Saturday, or go to thecourier.co.uk slash subscribe to find out how to get our award-winning sport, business and local journalism across Tayside and Fife in the way that's right for you. The Courier. Local matters.